What up, though? No, I'm messing shit. Hey, loves, hey, loves, hey, loves, hey, loves. My name is Yann Vaughn, also known as Y, and this is another incredible episode of Raise It Up, Y, the podcast. We are coming to you the last Thursday in July 2021 in an episode we are looking at calling, drum roll please, consent respectfully. <laughs> I will make sure to explain that in today's YN's words of wisdom at the end of each episode. If you are a new love, uh, loves our supporters of this podcast. Thank you very much. Um, to all my onlooking loves on, I, we are not on IG on YouTube. Hola, hola, como esta usted? ¿Qué tal? Uh, if you are listening on any of the streaming platforms where you can catch this podcast, including Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and others and other places, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in, allowing me entry and intrigue, hopefully, into your psyche. I love, I love, I love being a advocate for non-corny positivity, which is what this podcast stands for. This podcast is where OGs kick game to real ones only. And we are called Raise It Up. Why? Because I look to raise your self-awareness, your vibration, and your capacity for love, which is just knowledge. I am an edutainer. It's kind of like what I do. Edutain is what I do. All right. So, um, I feel like I put too much eyelash glue on my left eye. So if I just start like looking like I'm asleep, don't trip. I'm still here with y'all. Um, however, <laughs> this episode, like I say, is called Consent Respectfully. Uh, we're going to be talking about some relational stuff. And I got asked to cover this topic, a relationship topic, not by ladies, by gentlemen. I hope you guys know. I know that ladies are the more relational creatures in the species, all right? Or those who exude their feminine energy are supposed to be the more relational creatures. I will have you know, gents, y'all asked for this topic, okay? And you'll see why, because it's spun in a way that y'all are going to really funk with, all right? Just letting you know. So in saying all that, let me also say uh, we have just a couple things set up for you. A do I diddy, a high why, and a raise them up. We'll explain what all that looks like and what all of it is as we get into the episode. Some of you know I am a trained therapist, not a practicing one. And because of that, I like to start each of my learning situations even though you just feel so entertained and happy <laughs> we actually are learning because we're going up bro we are going up whenever we're listening to these episodes whenever i'm creating these episodes for you my intent is to raise y'all higher so sometimes my poor angel named onet zelike ashanafi vildigorkis who's like behind that camera over there she sometimes has to wait for me to look up more stuff research more things make sure i'm really on top of my game like I think I am and I do that because I can't lead anyone anywhere I haven't been um sometimes 
it's not just that I haven't been there. I can't lead you anywhere. I don't feel I have expertise to speak on a situation. I know what do the kids call it? Cap. Right. That part. So when people cap, AKA when they speak on shit, they have no clue about or talk on topics that they have no expertise in. They are capping. Sometimes they're just straight up lying and it's, it's a lot. But from what I understand, from what my students have told me, the idea of capping is kind of like inflating your person, who you are, how you are, what you mean. Um, and I've never been her. Everything you hear, everything you see is real, save the eyelashes. So uh, just letting you all know that today we're going to be talking about dope-ass topics, topics that you all asked for, gents. Ladies, you are just going to benefit by default because, again, you are relational creatures. That is not something that you should step away from. That is something that you should literally lean in Two, all right? Um, and we start all these things with something I call grounding. It's a lie. I don't call it that. The whole therapy profession <laughs> calls this grounding. Grounding is where we separate you from wherever you were right before you tuned into this show. All right, right, right before you tuned into this podcast or started watching us on YouTube or even Patreon coming soon. More details later. Yes. Um, yeah. Before all of that, you were living life, whether it was the best of times or the worst of times you were there, wherever you were. What we do when we ground ourselves, me as a speaker, even and you all as listeners, we make sure that we all. Get in the car to take this journey together. Grounding is like getting in that car, everyone buckling up, checking all your mirrors before you start the engine and take off. Wouldn't it be a thing? You guys remember that movie Home Alone when you get in the car and you think the whole family is there and here you've left your child <laughs> somewhere. That's what... Um, Oh, yes, instructors, I'm on your head today. That's what some instructors do. The ego of education states that sometimes educators just come to a room ready to pontificate, ready to opine. Yeah, y'all go look that up. Ready to get in their own bag, and they don't even make sure that the room is ready to go with them. Um I guess we can't really fault them. Uh, being a trained therapist and an edutainer, some of those skill sets I have acquired because of having been on stage all my life or because of the fact that I have the training of a therapist. So educators, I'm going to cut you some slack. And when I say some, I'm talking about very, very little. The ego in education might be the episode I do for September since everybody's coming back. For fall. Nah, I might even do it next because August is when, what we start? August 23? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so grounding, ladies and gentlemen. Grounding. Why don't you all take a moment? Take a moment to be here with me. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to feel your feet, and if you have on sandals like I do, or even if you don't, I want you to wiggle your toes. It's silly, but why not mess around and touch your nose? And you're just doing all that to recognize that you are here. All right, I want you to breathe a breath in. 
slower breath out. Why don't you do that again in through your nose and out through your mouth. Just take a moment to own this. This miracle that we sometimes take for granted called life. That we are breathing and winning just by living this life. By spending this time with my voice right now, you are investing into your betterment. Why don't you sit with that and feel proud? And let's go the fuck up. Why not, ladies and gents? What is we not doing it for? You understand? Um, you know, I laugh because that that grounding is meant to be silly when I ask you to wiggle your toes and touch your nose. Not only did those words rhyme, but it's just something that we don't normally do. So to do it takes you out of your normative functions and puts you into like, wiggle my, wiggle my toes. I mean, I guess. And just by doing it, it brings you right here into this moment. Episode, I believe 29 was March. That was when I had my fall. And I talked about the fact that just in having that fall, uh, you know, I realized that life could change with one step. Um, a month later, I had to do the episode alone because half of my family caught COVID. Days after the episode aired, I caught COVID uh, and our entire family ended up catching it. Plus, got the antibodies and we Gucci. How about that? Since everyone wants to talk about vaccines and no one talks about antibodies, health, immunization, wellness, mental, whatever. Anyways, ha ha ha. Um, a month after that, come May, the individual that uh, unfortunately ended up passing on the COVID to the entire family passed away. And here a month after that, the world is opening back up, especially in L.A. Uh, and as a result, I can't speak for other regions and other areas, but in L.A., uh, sometimes you'll hear vernacular that says, yo, it's a hot summer. And when people call a summer hot, they mean the fact that there's a lot of, um, you know, L.A., we are the home of the red and the blue. I know that the rest of the country and even the world wants to be, as DJ Quick would say, just like Compton. But the reality is that unfortunate uh, uprising of what we thought looked like taking care of the hood after the Panthers were dismantled, called the Crips and then the Bloods, those individuals have kind of um, been active. And I don't know if the same reasoning is everywhere, uh, but I know it's been happening here at home in Los Angeles. And um, this podcast is about non-corny positivity. Uh, and I just wanted, this is not scripted, actually. This, uh, this just felt organic to say right now. Um, I want to encourage my black male listeners especially from Los Angeles, all you gorgeous, fine ass, tall, dark, and handsome Prince Charmings you are. Something Nip said in a couple of his interviews that I looked at and listened to after he unfortunately passed, um, it coincided and coagulated a lot with something that I heard in 
Section 80 of Kendrick Lamar's song, who is not affiliated with a side, but grew up in a red neighborhood. Nip comes from a blue neighborhood. Um, it's very interesting huh? when you walk out of your house looking for the quote unquote enemy and to identify him, you look for somebody moving like you, looking like you. The same type of kill or be killed mentality like you. And a part of me can't help but wonder if all that we do is an extension of who we are in ourselves. That's why four agreements take nothing personally, right? We don't take anything personally because what people do tells you more about what they do, what they think, and how they are way more than it says anything about the recipients of those behaviors or thoughts. If your objective is to go outside and look for men who behave and look and act just like you, it makes me think, it makes me think that you may hate something deeply beautiful within yourself. For some of you, this sounds like foreign language. For others of you, this is piercing something. And I'm okay with both of those results, by the way. Um, black men, you're so fucking dope. You deserve to be around. I don't know who has taught you that you aren't worth legacy. I don't know who has taught you that you're not worth sticking around and being here, that this life isn't for you, that you were built for jail, prisons, rehabs, mental health institutions, homelessness, or death. I don't know who taught you that, but if you've never heard a voice of someone who loves you and gives a genuine fuck about you, whether I've met you or not, please hear me and believe me when I say, Oh my God, you are worth so much more. You are the epitome, the standard of American beauty. When I said tall, dark, and handsome, you are the image of a Prince Charming that all these young girls have been thinking about since we ever watched Snow White, since we watched or even saw Ariel in The Little Mermaid, or when we saw Barbies with Kins. I'm talking about Y'all are the shit, my, I mean, I don't even know how to make you understand it deeper than that. And I'm saying you, you, black man, young black man, YG, not just YG the rapper, I'm talking about you young gangsters, you YGs. I'm letting it be known. I don't know who taught you to look at men who act and move just like you, who look just like you, who think just like you and see the enemy. I don't know who taught you that. I just would encourage the beginning of the thought that that might not be a true sense of your programming. That might not be real. I just want to offer that. Let me germinate for a second. That's called planting a seed. Let me just plant the idea in your head that maybe you aren't the enemy to yourself. 
to your hoods, to people around you. All right. Uh, that was an organic message. It is not in my notes. And it, my first thing right here says, do I did he good connection TVOR? I'm telling you exactly what it says right here. That was just something that is on my heart and in my head for you young black men in Los Angeles and wherever this may apply. If the shoe fits, wear it and buy a matching purse if you'd like. All right. But what I'm saying is to you, I would just, uh, I'd like to further that conversation if you guys are into it. Any of you guys are into it. But um, from what just some of my folks have been telling me about um, murders happening on social media straight up in real time, um, every time we in the media have seen a young black man or a black man get killed, we get to see the entire execution. You know, it almost reminds me of... Uh, uh, close your ears on that in porno when uh or in porn movies when they'll uh even soft porn they'll they'll show as much as they can of the woman but they'll they'll cover up the gentleman like like that's more coveted like we we hide that because it retains more value but we're gonna give you these titties and we're gonna give you this the shape of this pussy we're gonna give you that sort of a thing um i haven't seen a person die publicly as often in the media any other demographic as I have seen a black man be killed or murdered. It's almost like someone's programming you to get used to the idea of you not being here. I'm just encouraging planting a seed of thought that says, maybe you're worth more. Maybe, maybe let me crack the door into that hallway for you, kid. You understand? And not just kid. You could be an OG. You could be grown. You could be 43 still running the streets doing this stuff. I don't know. But all I'm saying is, can I offer you the idea of something different? Please take my offer. And like I say, I'm not hard to find. At Raise It Up Why. It's on my shirt. Love culture right here. At R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y. My congregation says rockets up on these hoes. It's a long story. Don't worry about that. You can learn it if you come to Love Tuesdays. However, just wanted to give that to you guys. And then I'll come up off of that. But I want to further that conversation if any of you are ready to have it. All right? And there that is. Boom, bap, just like that. Um... I got to do a ditty for you guys. Of course, that means it's going to come at the end of the episode, but I'd like to talk about it right here. Ladies and gentlemen, this year has flown. And when I say this year, I'm not just talking about 2021, which has flown, by the way, which has flown. I'm talking about from 2020, July 31st. By the time you're hearing this, this message, this program, if it's not the day that it comes out. If it is the day that it comes out, you only got two more days until it's the one year anniversary of what iTunes calls my first album, which is my visionary affirmations album in my series called the voice of reason. This is the voice of reason volume one. For those of you who know me from the pharmacy, first of all, what up though? Uh, <laughs> book book, but, but no, if you know me from the pharmacy, you will know that Dr. Dre, uh, named me, gave me a new name, uh, the voice of reason on Apple music's beats one at the time. I don't even think they call it that anymore, but, um, and because of that, I was, it was for two reasons. One, I was the only lady amongst a bunch of gentlemen. He wouldn't use those nouns to call 
<laughs> Pooh and Exhibit and all them uh, uh, gentlemen. Man, you, you got the sense amongst all these niggas. You know, that, that's more of the speed of him. But um, not only that, he tried the professor. The professor didn't stick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but... It's just the fact that he knows that I'm educated. He knows that I'm a trained and not practicing therapist and a bunch of other things. So I was the voice of reason around a bunch of boys for three amazing years while this show on Apple Music, Apple Music's debut, actually, Independence Day 2015, July 4th, 2015 is when we were the first artist led programming that kicked off the uh, birthday of what was Beats 1? I think they call it Apple Music now or Apple, whatever they call it. They're not paying me, so I don't know what they call it. But the thing is this. I put out, and I, I use that moniker, uh, the voice of reason, and I'm starting to put out my motivational, my inspirational, my, uh, man, more of my love vibes, but not musically, just in encouraging messages and things like that. So I did an album of affirmations that I consulted with bioresonance doctors to make sure my frequencies and my words and the sounds and the tones all in this album are meant and dedicated to and for healing. All right. Finding peace. Peace ain't reserved for the suburbs. That was what I kept saying when I was putting this out. Uh, you can you can be wherever you at and, and catch a glimpse of peace by listening to this project. The the particular one I want to play for you all for this do I diddy is called Good Connection. So I got like a reel that went like, you know, baby viral on my at W-Y-A-N-N-A page at Wyanna page. And as a result of that. I've been feeling like in my sexy vibes. I've been dancing to this song. Well, I danced to this song called Closer by a beautiful artist named Guapale. And in that, I've just been in my like lightweight sexy bag. So each of the songs on The Voice of Reason, it targets the healing of a certain chakra. So the intimacy chakra, which is your second chakra, ladies and gentlemen, it's the color uh, Roy G. Biv. It's orange. It's called Good Connection. And there's one excerpt I say in that particular uh, in that particular track. And I say, relax in this space where you are perfect. A representation of love and life uniquely designed. A one of one. None have come before you and after you there still will be none. You. You are the representation of divine presence in the present. There will never, not ever, be another like you. Hey, no one was sent to perform what you were designed to. And that, ladies and gentlemen, gets my goat every time, even when I'm feeling under. I listened to that and I remember nobody was put on this earth to do what I've been called to do. That's why I got to go hard. And if you guys know this entire year, we are looking at self-worth on this podcast. Last year, we were big on self-awareness. So this year we are raising up self-worth and boy, oh boy, 
It's hard to know what you're worth if you don't know who or what you are. Yellow. All right. It's hard to know what you're worth if you don't know who and what you are. And I can tell you, you are a one of one. You are a unique design. God made you, then broke the freaking mold and threw it away. No two are like you. And no one was sent on this earth to perform what you were designed to. You are a gift. You are a gift. And I just wanted to give you that. I just, I just gave some food for thought, love and encouragement to a bunch of black men. And I thought that I would now open that message up and offer it to each of you, any person listening. If you have graced me with your attention, I appreciate it greatly, first and foremost. Secondly, I hope you hear me. And you'll hear more from that because Chris Cadenhead is going to play. <laughs> is going to play that doggone track at the end of this uh, episode. So I'm going to get through it so that y'all can get to that. It will be right at the end, end, end of the episode. And um, I don't know. I was listening to it. And in the wake of it, about, about to be a year old. Man, it's just that encouragement sometimes that I need to remind me, like, why? You got to be you fully and completely because, nigga, who else will? Who else will? Who else can? You know? So I felt excited about that. I don't know. That's just me. On to the next, on, on to the next. We got a high why. Uh, Do I Diddy's are usually um, uh, original music. So far, they've mostly only been done by me or a song I've had a project in. And I do that not because I'm egomaniacal, ladies and gentlemen. It's because I know I own the fucking music. And I know that I can put it in an episode and they won't take my episode down. So like last episode, episode 32, when we had I am at I am TJ Wilkins in the building, I didn't know if they would allow me to play his record. So I'm like, how about you right here? How about you sing it? So... Sorry to that man one more time because he was not thinking he was going to have to sing that night. However, when you a flat-footed singer and you can just do what you do, you can just get up and perform, period. Mine ain't stuck together, is it? Okay. <laughs> Broke the fourth wall. So the Do I Diddies are original music or music that I know the people that own it and I can play it for you all and give you all a sneak peek into some dope Music that's not so widely known. High wise are where folks get to send in a question. If you DM at R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y, I will get or my team will get your messages and um, we formulate them. So I have a list that I can always pick from and go through um, on at W-Y-A-N-N-A at Wyanna, uh on my other page, my entertainment page, though, we have a thing that we do every Tuesday called Love Tuesdays, where love culture, if you're on YouTube right now, you can look at my shirt. Can you see it? I wore the bra you guys said you liked. All my hair is coming out. Uh, yes. Okay. Boom, bap, like that. Um, what I do is we talk about topics that we bring up right here on the pod. We dissect them further. We get better understandings. 
y'all get to go back and forth with each other, all you loves out there. So it's pretty intense sometimes. It's hilarious most times. And um, it's always beautiful. It's always beautiful. Sometimes we have special guests. Dad came on a couple of days ago. Dr. Dre has been on. Uh, the Rock Wilder, you know, Rock Wilder music has been on. Um, so we've we've had some dope people come on and come in that shit almost all of Jamla, Rhapsody, uh, uh, Cash, Crisis, Soundtrack of the Soul Council, Eric G. We've had a bunch of y'all come in and, and actually have a good talk. So if you all would like to, 6 p.m. West Coast time on uh, Tuesdays, that's when we generally have our Love Tuesdays. So y'all come and funk with us. You will hear more about Love Tuesdays at the end in the pay your dues because we are going to announce someone that will be featured in our Love Tuesdays the Tuesday after this episode airs. Should be August 3rd. Don't quote me. Go check it out. This high why comes from a love. I do have the person's name. I have his name down, but after I read his message fully, I kind of want to grant him the anonymity of not of people not knowing who he is. Um, but he is a love. He's a listener of the podcast. So thank you, my love, for being a part of our community here. Um, he wants to know about how do I go about writing really great songs for myself when the inspiration comes from something deeply personal. This individual uh, spoke about breaking up with an abusive ex-boyfriend of his and uh, in a forthcoming album that he's putting out, when he goes to put pen to pad, he finds it hard to articulate what he's feeling in a song format without it sounding too immature or corny you know what I'm saying um he wants the song to sound dope and on point so the question was how do you go about really writing great songs for yourself um I want to offer you something I was told in my master's program to culminate your master's program you usually do something called a thesis a lot of programs are cutting that piece out now to make it seem more attractive to students who don't want to do the work that a thesis requires. I think that's being pussy, but that's just me. So please, you know, I'm always going to take the route that makes me more officially stamped with stars and bars. So I'm good in any hood. That's just me personal. So I did this hundred page thesis that could have been a dissertation. What they told us about when you pick a thesis you want it to be something that's going to keep your interest for a long time. You want it to be something that you're going to be passionate about writing. But you don't want it to sit too close to a piece of your vulnerability to the point where it might feel uh, hurtful to write about it. It might trigger you to write about it, to research it, to understand it. Case in point, if a Jewish student wanted to talk about um, mental health surrounding the Holocaust, if you're only one generation removed from the Holocaust and you're asking and interviewing your parents, your grandparents, your, your neighbors, your whoever you might be interviewing, 
hearing these stories and understanding the breadth, the depth, the heinous atrocities that went on with that, it might fuck with you. And you might have a hard time going about finishing that thesis. Um, same thing in the LGBTQ plus community, um, dealing with the mental health of people who've recently found out there may be HIV, uh, AIDS, uh, HIV positives, or, uh, uh, they have AIDS, they tested positive for AIDS in those situations. Um, I, I definitely had co-students who did research on that. And as they're doing research, they may have gotten the diagnosis that they didn't anticipate and it hit too close to home. And now I'm not just writing about a topic. I'm writing my life for what some college somewhere, you know, it, it gets deep sort of a thing. I'm going to use both of those types of examples and apply it right here to your situation. You're about to write an album and you want in your album to address some real topics that have gone on with you. Um, let me offer you those same words. Capture the essence of the story, the lessons that you learned, the feelings. Talk about what things felt like. The feelings can be a safe place because feelings are universal. We don't have to speak the same language to know if we put our hand in fire, that shit's going to hurt, right? Uh, but to go into heavier detail than lessons and feelings and, um, over, you know, kind of generalized stories of a situation to get deeper into a topic. One might put you back into the space and that's an unhealthy and unsafe place. So it's not worth it. No, nothing good is worth your sanity. My love, that's not real art. That's what some people might tell you is art. no, Art, your art is a gift. Your art is a gift. And gifts feel good. They don't hurt when um, sharing them. All right? So I would say when you go to put that pen to pad, also decide what, what your major purpose is. Uh, Rants from 1500 or nothing talks about knowing your why, knowing your purpose. What is your purpose for writing these stories on your album. Are you looking to, oh yeah, I'm going to tell you, oh, you thought you had the last word. No, I got the last word. If that's what you're looking to do and you want to stay in that space, realize words have an afterlife, number one, and your music is your legacy. It will live longer than you. Is that what you want to be remembered for or known for? I think as a songwriter and as an artist, one of my deepest fears is becoming overtly famous for something that doesn't represent me well. If I become overtly famous for my one-off song, for the song that I was like, eh, let me just, let me throw this out there. And then that becomes my let's groove. That becomes my, you know, isn't she lovely? And it's like, no, no, no. I don't want everybody to know that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm a wordsmith. I'm an author. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a professor. I'm a um, counselor, a 
trained therapist, a podcaster, songwriter, artist, all these things that have to do with words. I don't fuck around with words. I think words are powerful. Um, I think the energy behind words is what I mean when I say words are powerful. It's the energy really that's behind. It's the intent behind what you say that's very, very powerful. Um, I know that faith comes by hearing. I know that heaven and hell is in the mind and life is death. Life and death are in the tongue. So just figure out what you're writing about and why you are. If you are trying to one up someone, don't be surprised if your if your project or if certain songs on your project, certain lines in the songs on your project start to come out sounding catty or they sound beneath what your maybe your bigger point is. You know what I'm saying? Um, if your other point is to look to connect people who've survived domestic violence in a same sex relationship, if you're doing that sort of a message, go the high road. Make it bigger, make it wider, make it, make it, make it doper, make it deeper. Right now, if you just want to do the, the, what's going to be hot for a, a, a second, what, what do I call it? The pop fizzle. If you want to be the pop fizz, you know what I'm saying? Fireworks are outstanding. They last for 0.2 seconds. And if you count the time that they're going up two seconds, fireworks are outstanding. They are amazing and they are quite short lived so a lot of motherfuckers today in the music industry are trying to live for a moment they are rocking it out for a moment i was born from two songs two people really but just equating my parents to each of their hits i am born from two songs that will live forever let's groove tonight and whoa, whoa, you've got the best of my love. These are two songs that will outlive everybody listening to this podcast. My mom and my dad have been able to tour those songs when they were 20 and in their 60s. It's not like they started singing about their sex lives or their body parts. And now... 40 years later, when everything don't look the same, don't fit the same, and they got grandkids and they turn their lives over to, you know, <laughs> you know, a higher power, they're still rapping or singing about things that don't represent them well anymore. So I want to give you that. How do I, how does YN go about writing really great songs for myself? I write with legacy in mind. I write to connect people. I sing to emote, to provide a feeling out of the songs that I write. Um, it is not vain. I don't give a fuck if you know I'm the best singer by the time I'm done singing. I don't care if you think I'm the best writer by the time I'm done writing. I do it for community and for long lasting you can play it in several places and not offend anybody purposes that's just me personally everybody don't got that that same outlook on this shit though so i hope that helps you love you know who you are i'll make sure to uh dm this episode to you because i'm looking at your handle right here but um 
thank you for your question. And I appreciate you. And I will see you again at Love Tuesdays. Uh, moving right along. I hope you guys have been enjoying these Raise Em Ups because we're about to get right into another one. And we are on the fourth of the five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. Are you a doctor? You ain't no doctor. Gary Chapman. You never said you were a doctor. I just said you were a doctor. You're not. But it's okay. Dude wrote the five love languages. We've been doing a language <laughs> a month, well, per episode, um, at the request of many loves. Uh, I will preface going into the fourth uh, love language. I will continue to preface. This is a counselor who made this rubric of love for married couples. Why do I say that? Because married couples have a different type of glue and commitment to their relationship than do any other relationship on earth, period. So it's a wonderful thing if you're asking your boyfriend or your child's father or your child's mother their love language or your best friend even their love language to try to see if you can date and speed date with love languages. This wasn't designed for that. I'm sure a heavy shoe can knock a nail into a wall, but it's not a hammer, right? So I try to use a fly swatter to kill a fly and not a sledgehammer. You know what I'm saying? I try to use things for their purposes just to keep everything copacetic and in its place. All right. Love language number four. Acts of service. If you are listening on uh, YouTube, it is at hour two, minute one, 12 seconds. Two, colon, one, colon, 12 if you are listening on YouTube to the audiobook, if you are reading along in the book, it is page 91. And if that's if your book, switch over to YouTube real quick, looks like this mid-sized one with the purple, you know, white couple on the beach type thing. All right, y'all. Acts of service. Here's what I took from the chapter. One, it's doing things that you know your spouse would like you to do. All right? It's almost like giving a gift, but not with money, with doing not with a physical act uh or not no excuse me not with a physical uh gift like the previous chapter that we talked about last time this is more like changing the diapers keeping the car nice and running uh uh, uh washing the dishes all right these are things that you might not want to do but there have there are things that have to be done uh and let's say if Wifey usually cooks all the time and washes the dishes. Your act of service could be something like she cooks, you clean her dishes or you cook and clean the dishes for the night. Because I know in this new day and age, people don't like roles. We don't like having gender roles or roles within relationships. However, when they're not, I fucking hate this word, but when they're not toxic Okay, when they're not maladaptively used, roles are almost also like boundaries. They tell you, 
you don't go to a job and be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't want, I don't want anybody to define me within one role. I am big and I can do all the, okay. All right. Uh, janitor. So now go teach nigga, go, go, go teach the fucking calculus class. Then since you don't want to be confined to a role, you got hired as a janitor, bro. And guess what? CEO, you think you big and bad, Go, go, go scrub them damn uh, uh, toilets. How about that? Thank you. Since you don't want to be told what to do, you don't have one role, you want to do everything. When they're not being used to hurt or demean people, roles are very clear communicators. So I know when it's my turn to do this and when it's your turn to do that so that we can keep a whole household rocking. It's not. Well, I was gonna take out the trash. Well, I was gonna take out the trash. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I was gonna do the. Well, I was gonna do the dishes. It's like, okay, Nick, bro. What are we doing? What are we? What are we doing? Right. It keeps a clearer communication, ladies and gentlemen. Know that. All right. So, remember this, ladies and gentlemen. Especially my ladies. I love you. I love you, girls, so much. I love you, ladies, so much. Love is always freely given. No one likes to be forced to do anything. No one. All right? I heard him say on the audiobook portion, as he was reading his own words from his book, he was giving to a couple some suggestions on stuff, and he told them, you don't have to do these things, but understand, if you do these things, you realize it's going to be an expression of love to your partner. He told the wife, hey, you don't have to do this. But you do understand, if you do this, your husband is going to feel elated. Hey, husband, you do not have to do this. I hope you understand. But if you do this, it's like an invitation into a humble space in order to Show with action how much you support and love your spouse. That's what I understood from this. And the last part that I took from this, it talked about being a doormat versus being a lover. A partner that's served their spouse for years out of guilt, fear, and or resentment is a person who feels like a doormat. So please understand, manipulation by guilt is not love. Coercion by fear is not love. Buy me a Birkin or else is not love. If you not eating, that's not love. If you start with if... This is geometry lessons right now. If you start with if, at some point you're going to reach a comma and then there's a then. That's called a conditional statement, a conditional if-then statements. If you give a mouse a cookie, then you'll have to give him milk. That was a fucking childhood book. Don't worry about that. But what I mean to say is, if you don't do this and that, then I'm gone. Your relationship is, is starting to be over. You, you start at the end of your relationship. Communicating like that to your partner. Gentlemen, 
If you don't be there for me in all instances, parentheses, even when I'm fucking up, close parentheses, then I'm out of here. You ain't even the problem for saying that. The woman who doesn't know her worth and stays talking about, well, you know, I'm a down-ass bitch. I'm a bottom bitch. I'm I'm always going to hold my nigga down. It's just ideas. Those are different. That's a different state and different space. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, I wanted to just put those things out there. Of course, one of my favorite things also that he does at the end of each of his chapters, he... uh, Gives you practical stuff. So I'm going to randomly read. Okay, is that like there are eight right here? Give me a number. One to eight. Two. Print a card with the following message on it. Today I will show my love for you by dot, dot, dot. Complete the sentence with your own set of tasks that you know your spouse would love for you to do. It could be something like picking up clutter taking old clothes to a thrift store, fixing something that's been broken for a long time or weeding out the garden. And he puts in parentheses, you get bonus points if it's a chore that's been put off. So that's just like an example of a practical thing. And he has like, he had eight on here. He said nine though. He said nine on his audio book. So I don't know if he does like me, me personally when I'm recording, if, especially if it's a poem, if I naturally say something, that I didn't write, I always go with what the feeling took me to say. I'll never go back to, oh, you know what? I have to go back to the, no, 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 no. I look at my words like a guideline. And then what comes out is the real thing. That's like the natural thing right there. So yeah, next episode will be our last love language, physical touch. Stop it, horny toads, all of you horny toads. Ladies and gentlemen included, okay? It is not just humping around. Shouts out to Bobby Brown, all right? We'll get into physical touch. But I just wanted to give you that front load. Shit, this is the episode I've been waiting for her to do. Shit, talking about some physical touch. I hope she wears some big old bra. No, okay? Heavens. <laughs> um... Winding down our episode, going into YN's words of wisdom. I told you guys this episode was called Consent Respectfully. So, here's a thought. As much as a woman decides when sex is consensual, a man decides when a relationship is consensual. Don't, 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 don't run from this. Don't run from this. Ladies, lay, hey, no, 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 no. Little mama who's already starting to tune out, bring, come back in the car. Remember we grounded each other. We all got in the car. We did. Stop taking off your safety belt. You're safe. I'll, I will land this plane safely, but get your ass back in this car. Okay. I don't know how we went from a car to a plane, but it's really a rocket because we rockets up on these hoes. But okay, let's say it again. As much as a woman decides when sex is consensual, a man determines when a relationship is not only consensual, but when it's serious and the depth of seriousness that it is. So for those who don't know, one like a loose definition, I haven't looked this up, by the way, a loose definition 
of rape is having sex with a woman who didn't consent. If a woman says no, as you're about to enter her, gentlemen, la respuesta es no, a.k.a. the answer is no, you are to stop. Because at the time, she is no longer comfortable. She is no longer willing to do what she thought she was willing to do. The second she says it, verbalizes it, you have to stop to continue the sexual act after a woman has said no. That act is then called rape. It is not even called sex anymore. Ladies, here's the uncomfy part. Gentlemen, stop. Sit. I got y'all. Ladies, when you would like more from a gentleman, usually because you've been having sex, things have been good, you have been talking, and it feels good to you, all right? We don't want to be anywhere we don't feel good, right? When it's feeling good to you, you think he's cute, you are ready, he looks nice, you look nice, everything is on paper well and swell. Ladies, guess what y'all try to do? You try to create a relationship out of a situationship. You try to create a relationship out of a mutual sex partner, maybe a monogamous sex partner. I'm good for serial monogamy. Was. My bad. Hi, honey. Um... I was good for serial monogamy, though. And despite how many boyfriends I had, before you, babe, put your hands over you, despite how many boyfriends I had, there was only one that was getting the goods, hitting this, babe, you know, like sex. Anyways, everyone else was for a specific purpose. I had a gym boyfriend. I had a boyfriend that I had great long talks with. I had a boyfriend. And mind you, I didn't call them all boyfriends. It's just what they ended up becoming. It's what they were. It's what they were. You want to know how I know? Because when they got girlfriends, those acts stopped. That's an easy way to know. My gym boyfriend. Every time he would fall in love. I'd hate when that nigga would fall in love. Like, if you don't bring your ass on this court and D me up. Puns. I am a poet. He didn't D me up, though. He did not. And if he did it, I don't remember it. Or it wasn't well. Goodness, I hope he never listens to this. I have several gym boyfriends, so I hope none of y'all listen to me. Thank you very much. Anyways, getting back to the point. As a woman decides when sex is consensual, a gentleman is who decides how serious a relationship is, or if there is a relationship at all. This is not for no reason. Ladies, every Barbie had its kin. When we got baby dolls, I looked up girl toys, boy toys, right? And you start to look at the patterns and what you see exhibited. Do a Google search yourself. I'm not even going to tell you what you see. Do your own Google search. Google girl toys. Put that in one tab. Get yourself another tab. Give yourself boy toys. Go to images. Go straight to images and just set those up. Give yourself a third tab. Put in there Barbie toys. Go to images. Let that sit there. And your fourth tab. Give yourself a fourth tab. G.I. Joe toys. 
hit images and go look at the striking differences. When girls get baby dolls as gifts, when they're young, as toys, we're taught, oh, we are supposed to care for something. And not just that, if a young girl has the audacity to ask her parents or another adult, where do babies come from? Answers generally go, well, when a mommy loves a daddy, they get a baby. So what you've just told this young girl is that even to play with the real version of this toy, I need to be a mommy who is in love with a daddy. You know, if depending on how you were raised, it might be when a husband loves a wife, that, that might be what they're implying when they say when a mommy loves a daddy, you know. Things like that. If you're raising the church, if you're asking church people, you know, stuff like that. Now, I want you to go look at the boy toys. Boys get action figures. They don't get dolls. They get action figures. Even when you get, even when boys get bubble guns, they get guns. They get things that stimulate their mind. They get Legos. They get sets where they can build things. Bob the Builder. Uh, thank God for uh, McStuffins. That was the only time they put an occupation in the, the girl one. Outside of that, it was all kitchen stuff. You remember? I mean, that's why I'm trying not to tell them the images. I want them to go see the images. You can see I'm not making this up. These are Google searches that are unbiased. I didn't create. I'm not that powerful. <laughs> I'm very powerful, but not that powerful i say this to say when they say things like oh you know boys will be boys and boys love their toys they're not wrong gi joes come with a bunch of other niggas all action figures and all of their accessories gi is a you know person that serves in the military so they had different guns they had different accessories they had the duffel bag they had um you know just depending on which set of action figures you got that's what they would have when you got barbie she got her house and her car that was pink and her you know maybe a couple friends but she had ken i don't know if gi joe had specifically gi jane now that term came up later when women were getting empowered and going into the military but i don't believe it was because gi joe found his wife the fuck i don't believe that i could be wrong you guys could tell me in the comments so, generally left up to a lady, no matter how sexually autonomous you think you are, my love, ladies, feelings tend to get involved. And you start creating this sense of home with the person that you spend a lot of your time with, especially if sex is involved. With the person that you spend a lot of your time with, you get this sense of, oh, that's me. We nest that's what we do. We're relational creatures. It's not an ugly thing. We are not weak for doing that, ladies. It's just kind of into our programming and how we've been. Even the side chicks. Sorry. Sorry to say. I get it. Even side chicks become territorial about the dude that they know they're already sharing. Okay. Let, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to put that out there. I just wanted to put that out there. I wouldn't speak on things that I don't know or... Not because I've been the side chick. Well, no, unfortunately, I have been a side chick. 
Motherfucker go tell me. I said, hey, your wife called me. You're married? Yeah, she tripping. She's tripping because why? I didn't know you had a wife. Shit, it's not like you was asking. Nigga, you got at me. I didn't know I was supposed to ask a man who's getting at me. Hey, do you have a wife? You don't wear a ring. You don't wear a ring. I don't. How would I know? How would I know? But anyways, yeah, no, sucker shit. Anyways, guys, you're not programmed like we are. Ladies, we are programmed for a relationship. Go back to the Barbie and Ken talk. Go back to the baby doll talk. We are programmed. Before we even understand it, we are programmed for a relationship. Okay. Guys, you are not programmed to see relationship. Guys are programmed to see come-ups and opportunities. That's why most guys, when they lose their virginity, they lose it because it was an experiment. This is not me. Go look up studies on this yourself. When young men lose their virginity, they generally lose it experimentally. When they are the ones deciding when they have this sex. I'm not talking about if someone took advantage of these young boys. I'm not saying that. Young ladies, the most common reported reason at the time that I studied this, which was some time ago, at the time that I studied this, ladies, the number one reason you were losing your virginity was because you wanted to show your man that you loved him. So listen to that. Young girls tend to lose their virginity to show the depth of their devotion to the person that they're about to sleep with. Most young men lose their virginities because it's time. They're getting clowned because all of their boys have and they haven't. It's an experiment. I just wanted to see what it felt like. Everybody had been talking about it. This is what's been reported. This is not me making this shit up. Um, I want to reiterate this by saying, ladies, you are not weak for desiring a caring relationship. So please don't let popularized lady raps and the messaging therein get you fucked up. A lot of the over-sexualized rap make falling in love look weak or silly or dumb. And if you look at these same artists who are perpetuating these messages, these ladies are in loving relationships. And if they're not in loving relationships, they'd like to be. And if they get done wrong publicly... They get into they real ass bitch give a fuck about a nigga bag. But at the same time, all of that screams to any trained therapist, defense mechanisms, defense mechanisms. It's when your ego attempts to override everything and still make you look cool, even when you feel hurt. So. I want you to know, ladies. Birkenbags do not fix your broken hearts how well he can eat your little twat how much you think you have a wet ass pussy all of those things don't fix your broken hearts all right 
Some of you all say, that's funny. I don't even have a broken heart. That's because you've never been bold enough to even trust yourself, not him, yourself to pick a partner at the level that you'd wish you were on. Again, said it in the beginning of this episode, everything you do is an extension of you, not the recipient of your behaviors. It's an extension of you. So all the tough talk, all the extras for a lot of the gentlemen who are listening, most of my, my, uh, Alleged killer listeners, allegedly. You're very quiet gentlemen <laughs> with beautiful hearts who would always seek to choose love, prosperity, and power. You would generally you I mean you would generally want to to choose that side because you've seen where you'll go. You've seen how precious life is because you've seen it and then you've seen it not happen. This is what people have told me, allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know nothing. But I'm giving you all that to say the tough talk screams nothing but defenses. Uh, the song I was on, on To Pimp a Butterfly, you ain't got to lie to kick it, my nigga. You ain't got to lie. All in the second verse, jealousy complex, something complex. And it, he's yelling out things that are complexes. And he says, the loudest one in the room, nigga, that's a complex. Let me put it back in proper context. You ain't got to lie to kick it, my nigga. You ain't got all that tough talk, the loud rah-rah. That ain't you. Real ones just go for it. They just still. Still on you. I mean, I'm just saying. It's just, it's just my thoughts. Uh, so just as a Birkin bag won't fix your broken heart, ladies, she's, she's having a nightmare. Shook is having a nightmare in the back. She's the cutest thing. Watch this. Shoka! Shoka boo! There she goes. Yeah. If she's like beating her dreams up, then I let her keep dreaming. But if she whimpers, I mean, they got her. She goes, I don't like that. I'll be wanting to fight her, her, her dreams. Uh, for gentlemen, stop using women as your personal counselors. They're not. Women aren't put on this earth to fix you. Women haven't been put on this earth to clean up your fuck shit or your messes. Women haven't been put on this earth to accept you at your lowest, most unrefined levels. She's not a bad woman because she won't accept your bullshit anymore. She's just leveling up and cutting the dead weight. Bag lady. That's what she say. You're going to hurt your back dragging all them bags like that. All you must hold on to is you, is you, it's you, that's it. So when she gets that messaging, gentlemen, she's not a hater because she won't stick around while you continue to cheat because she won't stick around as you continue to choose uh, laziness, all of your excuses, your limitations, everything that you put 
in your path to keep you complacent and not ascending? She's not whack because she chose herself. You might be dope choosing yourself. So if you ever show me a gentleman who's truly mature or really on his path to self-actualization and people be like, no, he a good dude, he a good dude. My first question as myself, as YN, I'm like, I would love to meet that string of broken hearts that helped him get to that space. Because unfortunately for a man to understand his heart, he's commonly broken the hearts of many women to get where he's going, to get where he's going. And gentlemen, like these words of wisdom state, you are who gets to determine the seriousness of a relationship. Here's the problem. Well, not problem. Here's the caveat to that. You not knowing yourself, not learning yourself, and not becoming the man that you in your wildest dreams wished you were, it's going to cost you some of those ladies because they're going to start learning themselves. Unfortunately for you, women do mature faster than men. So as they learn to choose themselves and you still choose the boy toys, <laughs> all the toys, all the playing games, all the playing around. And then when you get caught, you resort to all of your defenses, all of your ego, all your ego maniacal talk, all of your pride. There's going to be a day, hopefully for you, that you wake up and see things for what they were. And you will have to understand the reason that relationship didn't get deep, wasn't able to stay deep or it wasn't consensually dope is because you weren't there with her. She ain't your problem. Ladies, he's not your problem either. I'm a math instructor. I've been a math instructor for years, tutored it since I was 18. And I'm currently an instructor at a college, at a different college. Now I can tell you 18 to 39, whatever that is, 21 years teaching math. Assigning blame in a problem doesn't help you solve it. 21 years as a trained therapist who helps people solve their own problems and a math instructor who helps people literally solve problems. Assigning blame, focusing on the problem, does not get you closer to your answer, to your solutions. So... I just want you all to know that there's power, dopeness, and winning in each of you, each of your counterparts, all right? But it's gonna, it's, it can be the dopest relationship you've ever experienced with someone when you stop making the person laying next to you in bed responsible for the baggage carried by the person staring back at you in that mirror. All right? Those are my words of wisdom for today. And before I go... Listen.
If you weren't looking at YouTube, me doing that meant nothing to you. Pay your dues, baby. Pay your dues. This is where I get to big up a bunch of folks that probably didn't even know I was going to be bigging them up. But I just do it because I feel like it and nobody's paying me. And I love not using or taking money for things because money convolutes the genuine nature of when you want to help people. So when I talk about how much I love to do, my cousin's pro oh my God, this has my hair on it. Well, okay, so like see if you see if they can can see that. Yay. Right here. I love the do more than you knew. My cousin, Maya Smith, CEO and founder, uh, MC, Master of Curls. At the do. Yes, the do salon is a real place in Macon, Georgia. I don't know if you guys know. However, um, my cousin's products are found in stores all across America. My favorite being Target. <laughs> Not Target, Target. <laughs> Target. Uh, this product called Pop Lock, Pop Locking in my Rolls Royce, Cadillac, Lincoln, all Mercedes Benz. This has made, you see these curls up here? Don't really, don't worry about the bottom ones. Don't worry about those. Boy, boy. These ones up here, and I sprayed it with the um the light for the shine under the under the light. But um yo, they got my curls, did my little braid out popping, popping. Shouts out to Chris Brown. Uh, so that is my cousin Maya Smith at I Love the Do. At I-L-O-V-E-T-H-E-D-O-U-X. Secondly, I want to front load y'all. You know I had this thing called Love Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the West Coast, which I would call the best coast, but that's up for debate for other people. I'm pretty sure y'all love where y'all from too. So 6 p.m. on the West, every Tuesday, except, well, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be the Tuesday. Two days ago, by the time you all get this message because it's aired, I will have been in the studio all day working on my second EP. B-I-I-A-M-A-A-A-A-A-A-A. Do you know? B-I-I-A-M. Been in it a minute is what it's called. I will have artwork and things like that for you sooner than later. Uh, so, yes, this coming Tuesday, though, August 3rd on Love Tuesdays, I want to front load y'all and big up my baby sis who was on, was it Fox's show? I don't know what show. Her name is at Christine Araya, which is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-A-R-I-Y-A. -I, 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 I feel like I said that wrong. She gave me her pr pronunciation too. And I'm over here like, uh, okay, no. Oh, Christine Araya? I'm sorry, my baby sis. I know I just asked you this and I feel like I said it wrong. Hold up. Let me see. Watch this. This is how much I know this. Sister, say your name for me in a way that I like. Is it Christine Aria? Oop! Aria! Aria. She said, yes, that's exactly how it's pronounced. And I just said, Araya. Go back like baby and pacify. No, so Christine Ari Aria. Wait, what is it? Aria? Oh, fuck. Sister, say your name for me in a way that I like. 
Christine Aria. Aria, like a, a ah, like like an opera. Aria, A R I A is how you spell that one. So this is Aria. All right. So she's gonna be on. She gave me exclusive music. She has something new coming out, and I want to give her her proper time and just do. So if y'all are listening to this, and it is before August 3rd, on August 3rd at 6 p.m., why don't y'all tune in to Love Tuesdays? It's the IG Live on my at W-Y-A-N-N-A-Y-N-A page. Make sure you come fuck with the gods, because I'm telling you, my baby sister can sing her little black ass off. Uh, Third... For no real reason, I want to shout out the 1500 Sound Academy at 1500 Sound Academy. I was just so proud of them. We have a new cohort of students coming in and they have uh, they got a scholarship, a few of these students. And I got to see these kids, these young people. I don't know what their ages are, um, but I got to see these artists accept there and learn that they are chosen now to be in the school and they were just I just love their reaction I'm just like oh my god and it reminds me of several of the cohorts before so shouts out to Maya Batra who almost all of her singles I've helped her co-write because she just asks my opinion and I love her I love you little girl should play hers I'll play I'll play her song uh soon season that's that's my shit right there um but yes 1500 sound academy the x-men of the new wave of dope producers artists uh uh and everything else that you can think of musicians um we're expanding so we're definitely gonna have dancers uh we're gonna have fucking uh uh makeup artists anything that you want to do in this industry we have a lifeline to that's just how that goes so please Get with at 1500 Sound Academy all together. 1500 Sound Academy on IG and other platforms as well. Um, fourth, yanvon.com, W-Y-A-N-N-V-A-U-G-H-N.com. Be looking for Patreon notices. We are going over to that side, okay? We're going to the Patreon side. Um, I had a, a love ask me on Love Tuesdays, how can we support you further? You guys support me a lot. Buy my merch. The love culture is real. If you are looking on, um, um, not Instagram, YouTube. If you are looking on YouTube, I have my white love culture shirt on. Uh, it's a t-shirt meant for boys because I've already worn all my uh, tank tops and I didn't feel like trying to wash it fast. So now I'm wearing my white with all this fucking makeup on. But I'm wearing my white uh, shirt. I had gray too. Gray sold out faster than white. Yeah, so we will be re-upping the love culture merch because uh that's what we do here we are all about love here on this podcast in the culture of raise it up why we like to spread these dope ass vibes for for the purpose of just feeling good what's a better reason i don't know um again new music been in it a minute is on its way to you i can't wait to talk more about it but i'm gonna save it i'm gonna and on Patreon, you will see makings of it with exclusives from the people who helped me make it. You will want to tune into that Patreon. Thank you very much. Um, yo, we have reached the end. Stick around. Chris Cadenhead is going to play 
good connection off of the voice of reason so you could hear the dope positive vibes that affirm your intimacy chakra uh man loves you've been great you're always great thank you for listening i appreciate you i never take you for granted all right and with that please stay real y'all
I'm here. Relax. Close your eyes. Lay back. Stay here a little longer. I have something to say. Allow the freedom in my voice to make you feel safe. To carry you off and up until you float away. Listen. representation of divine presence in the present. There will never, ever be another like you. No one was sent to perform what you were designed to, a gift. That's it. Simply put, you are a gift. The only like you in the cosmos, a, a heaven sent. When you're connected, you're the best vibrating version of perfection. Their universal lovers can get this. So stay connected. 